0: Lieutenant Little Schmidt, get in here.
1: Sir, yes, Captain Hill, it's sir.
0: I've got orders for you and your men. I want you to approach the town from the south and kill at least eight enemy tanks.
1: Sir, yes, sir, we have it, sir! Oh wait,
0: I'm not done yet. Kill at least enemy eight enemy tanks. Or four tanks and capture two stone buildings. Sir! Yes, sir! Oh, wait, I'm not done yet. Or capture four buildings of any kind north of the river as long as you keep the road clear to the south and no enemy units are within 600 yards of the command post
1: uh, sir yes sir
0: uh, almost done or capture three enemy units first line
1: and a leader
0: that's it you've got your orders
1: uh, uh, sir y- 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 yes sir Well, Lieutenant,
0: we have our orders. What are we supposed to do?
1: We're... All right. We're, we're supposed to approach town from eight tanks or... Th- yeah, just, just kill everything you see. Hello, everybody. Hello, and we hope you listened carefully to that opening comedy bit because it had a different ending than the first version. So if you skipped it, thinking it was a repeat accidentally put on, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're darn wrong. Hope you enjoyed that.
0: We love doing those comedy bits. You know, I was thinking, uh, well, we should introduce the show first. Well,
1: it's episode 76, Jeff, and this is the one and only podcast, or netcast, Yeah. On the air, that's 100% about the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. We are the two half squads. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave.
0: Thank you for meeting us here in the broadcast foxhole for for another exciting
1: evening full of ASL talk. And if you're looking for a picture on your screen, it's not a hangout. There's no images right now. This is our audio-only
0: show, which we are going to continue to do because we love doing these. And there's a very... Significant audience for audio only. Not everybody's going to listen to the Hangouts, but if you uh, or, or view the, watch hangouts, the Hangouts, watch the Hangouts. But if you have not seen them, we invite you to check, check out, out. Uh, ASL Show and Tell our, on our YouTube channel. You can just go to YouTube and do a search on the two half squads. And you'll see us there with guests who drop in and uh, we talk about ASL. Because why not? You can never get enough of that. Correct, mundo
1: It's great to be back. What's the date today, Dave? Today is uh, I don't actually know. That's, uh, yeah, no, nobody. <laughs> My watch broke today. Oh, did it? Yeah. It's August
0: twenty eighth.
1: Oh, uh, fantastic! Uh, Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Episode seventy six. Yes.
0: And you're back at school teaching.
1: Yes, I am. The summer's over. So sad. It is it's sad. very sad when that happens. Yes, indeed. We were talking about how it's a different kind of busy and tired. Yeah, because you were busy and tired all summer as well, but not. But it was more physical labor, as we talked about. Yeah, and it's a different kind of tired. Yeah, yeah. And the mental stress of being tired that all you other people live through every day of your lives. Yeah, and poor for the, pathetic creatures.
0: For those of you <laughs> who did not listen into that private conversation, Dave and I were having before the show, it's not surprising because it's just he and I here in the broadcast foxhole. And if you did hear it, it's a little creepy. It'd be very creepy. It would be really creepy. But I'm not uh, back at school. I'm just at work day
1: after day. i had a, i had a jeff just when i pulled up he was in the car getting out of the car yeah. and I, it's been a crazy few days i backed up and looked in the garage Are you just getting home jeff yeah you want to cancel the show no
0: one of the, <laughs> i know i need the break i need the fun
1: well it is fun but it's also work yeah because you could be like relaxing reading a book right now and de-stressing no this is exercising great. i could be exercising that wouldn't be the and worst thing in the world i sacrificed that to get those final notes done today on line of sight oh that's going to be good it's the one we've been avoiding because it has all that if you're five hexes away you add one per level greater complicated
0: oh so it's three-dimensional line of sight we're talking about yeah oh okay as best
1: as we can in a i don't know is the podcast two-dimensional (laughs) yeah oh that's so philosophical
0: you're blowing my mind dave dude That is so out there. <laughs> I don't know it's multi we're multi if it
1: doesn't make sense folks request that we do it in yeah. the hangout and we'll do it visually for you okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: we'll we'll take the
1: cameras outside. So um well, why don't we get started? let's begin with electronic. Correspondence.
0: We are. Yeah, you know what? That didn't work out so well last time. We no, got some... and I'm going to read the letters <laughs> to prove it tonight, Jeff. <laughs> Notice I said letters. So, uh, yeah, let's go back to, to the way it was before. I thought it would just be an interesting experiment, and I'm actually kidding. I didn't think it, we would do it more than once. Permanently. So let's cue our old friend Leroy Anderson with his wonderful work, The Typewriter. Mm.
1: It's a faster version again. Yeah, it is. It'll help us get through the show quicker. Yeah, maybe keep it under an hour for those people that like it that way. Hey, hey, oh. hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, 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 Arlington Heights men's Russian chorus that consists just of Dave. Still good, though. We don't get a lot of gigs. Yeah, I'm glad they play that faster one because we will do the show faster. We'll end a little sooner. We'll do it under an hour. And for those people that want a longer show, we invite you to just listen to the same show twice. Twice. Because it's funnier the second time through.
1: <laughs> or so we've been told. Yeah, so we've been. And if you're taking notes, well, stop, stop well, that.
0: You're taking if you it listen too seriously. second
1: time through, you'll actually learn the ASL
0: rules a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. And I need to do that because, mm-hmm. well, I'll tell you later. All right. <laughs> well, and now, now it's time for letters. What's? Oh, who's got the first letter? Our first letter is from Dennis Donovan, uh, who is uh, writes us quite often. It's nice. Hi guys, how are you? Well, I hope. Well, I hope. <laughs> well, it's all in the way you well, say. It, it. is on the well, way. You I say hope. It. Keep up the banter and the good work. I always look forward to and enjoy your shows. I enjoyed the YouTube show and tell too, if nothing else, but put voices to the faces or vice versa. Going forward, would you announce future show and tell shows on your website and Facebook as opposed to?
1: On the show or something. Yeah,
0: I guess he wants he would like a little more or and game I squad. I think you know. we
1: started doing that a yes. little bit. We'll continue to do so. Yeah,
0: we'll announce the shows at least a week in advance. That's how we did it last time. I and I announced it on uh, Game Squad, Board Game Geek, Facebook, Twitter, and um, Pony Express or something. I don't re, I don't remember, but there was something else. Uh, I like the cur- current. Humorous Victory Condition Contest, but I must admit it's tough. I've come up with a lot of humorous SSRs, which might be an idea for another contest, but only one entry for the Humorous Victory Conditions, which we'll read when we're doing that. That We're not doing that segment right now, so we'll read that later. All right. So, um, and he, he's got another, uh, he's, he mentions that the uh, Texas ASL group had a thread going for a while somewhere on their
1: website about... Uh, Dosakis. Oh yes, and I had replied Did to him that um, we found those. We got permission from the person who started the thread to take that because I had already thought of that, Jeff. Remember? Yeah, I remember and that? Said, yeah, we've been talking. We about We need to that do a, a, comedy so. yeah. a comedy bit on this and a comedy bit on this. Um, that ordinary average man Joe commercial thing. Right. So we'll be hopefully working on that. We got to find some good music. If anyone knows where to get the music from that Dosakis thing or something similar, let us know, and we'll use it as our soundtrack. It's very humorous stuff. Yeah, and we will steal it. Yes, we will. We don't mind that at all. So thanks, thanks for writing us, Dennis. And I have one from Matt Morocco, and he had simply uh, put in his bid, and he had won the last of the on all fronts. They are now gone and in good hands. So thanks for supporting us in the auctions. Um, we will be putting up a coat of Bushido on eBay soon. So yeah. you can, if you really care about us, and want to show some more love. Watch for it on eBay, it'll be under Dave K 1206 yeah, and it'll be us and um it'll go up uh, maybe I don't know we don't know when we don't know when this airs. we don't know when it'll appear, yeah, so if you're listening to this and it's a year from now, too bad you're,
0: you're for you' be disappointed <laughs> too bad for you, yeah, sorry, we're sorry. here's an uh mail from bjorn bjorn Larsson bjorn. Dear Jeff and Dave, I know you are doing a show which is dedicated to ASL, and you would never think of talking about anything else beside ASL on your show, but I would really like to hear your review of this box art. Then he puts a link to a board game geek for a uh, game called Moral, Confl- Moral Conflict 1939. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So we'll post <laughs> post that on, well on the show notes. Should we do a quick box art review, Jeff? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you do it this time? So the game is <laughs> called Moral Conf- Conflict nineteen thirty nine. Are you uh, equipped for life
1: in all five dimensions? I don't <laughs> I know either. I, I, yeah, I but didn't, I didn't get the two dimensional radio show <laughs> yeah. podcast versus the three dimensional uh, line of sight checks. Yeah, this might be a little bit beyond me. But is this this is a gag, right? No, or, I, it, I think? don't know if it's a real game or not. Look at it. Um, it's a, it's a, the, the cover is of three children. Well, it's, this might be a man over here, right? Uh, it could be.
0: He looks like an older gentleman.
1: I don't know. He's just wearing knickers or something. Yeah, they're,
0: they're wearing knickers and they're in Germany like, running through the hills. Is it is looks it right? like the opening of the sound of music. Perhaps, it does like, like the
1: hills are alive and they're skipping and singing. They're skipping and in singing. A beautiful landscape.
0: And the man though is carrying
1: a bazooka <laughs> or is it a Panzerfaust? The, it, yeah. Well, yeah, Panzerfaust. It's something. Or it's it's or a or shoulder,
0: shoulder-mounted <laughs> rocket-launching <laughs> it's device. It's a modern weapon, maybe. It's a light anti-tank weapon, and in any case. Are they smiling? They seem to be smiling, yeah. They're all having fun out there. It's just very and bizarre. There's some, yeah, there's some vehicles
1: in the background. and Chasing them and invading their country. Oh,
0: and I just noticed this, that the grass behind them is burnt into the shape of the world. So, uh, the continents.
1: And the continents are on, in flames. And I wonder what, what's the moral conflict. There's no morals in war. Yeah. What, what kind of a game title is that? I don't know. I don't know. This... Isn't it hilarious? So we'll link that, or yeah, maybe stick it on the as our picture for our show. Or oh something. yeah, good idea. I think I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we need more pictures. And I have another letter from an anonymous viewer, Jeffrey. I'll keep him anonymous so you don't get upset. And he had said. Uh I must be honest, the latest electronic communication was uninspiring. Oh don't mean to be critical, but the typewriter noise does seem to fit the World War Two theme. Hadn't thought of that. And I can almost bear not having a box art review in every episode, but replacing the typewriter with a sound effects from digital music from the Alan Parson projects I must say I don't like their music. Bring back the typewriter. So thank you from that anonymous letter writer.
0: Well, I guess um, the, the, the public has spoken. I mean, the, it's only one person, but, that's but he's public. <laughs> and we are always uh, swayed by the, the masses. Here's a letter from Dave Kleinschmidt. Ooh, that's me.
1: Oh, uh, I had forwarded a letter from Mike Riese, member of the Passel Club mm-hmm. and local great guy. It says, hi, hi Dave.
0: Just thought I'd drop you a line to say that if you ever have some free time uh, for the two of two of two get in, I guess for the two two of of us to get get in the in the game, yeah, please let me know. It would be great for us to finally get in a game. Also, I wasn't sure when or if you were going to be starting up the group again, but I will be gone the last week of August. On a different note, I exchanged some ASL stuff with Tom Rapetti. Uh, who gave
1: me this message. Get those two half-squad guys to get me on the air. All right, Tom. Ha! You so. can join our list of guests. Please Gmail us and get, get us your contact information. Yeah, Tom Repetti. Calling Tom Rapetti calling. would love Repetti. to have you on the show, Tom.
0: We're putting out an ASL APB.
1: Yep. Here's
0: a brief note from Elfstrom Matthias. I saw your show about Deluxe ASL, which we did uh, one of our Hangouts, one of our first ASL yes. Show & Tells We talked about Correct. Uh, deluxe asl which was fun i saw your show about deluxe asl and thought you would want to see some pictures of micro armor that i have kept in my collection all these years so i'm not sure if he's kept the micro armor in his collection or the pictures but oh. in any case at least the pictures are here so we can see them we'll put
1: those uh we, they're in a i've Flickr already put account. them on the Flickr account okay. go and look and look jeff at the packaging that's the remember i was telling you the packaging came actually labeled like streets of fire see it oh yes that's, all that interesting, that's yes. how you bought yeah. it. It actually listed it, like, four of the scenarios. Wow. And that just struck me as, like, so cool that ASL had miniatures being sold with the actual scenario number on it, you know? You are such a nerd. I am. Yeah. I just loved it. So thank you for sending those for my own walk down memory lane and the walk down memory lane of our listeners. Thank you. Or as they
0: say in Sweden, talk, Tick. talk, talk. Yes.
1: Next. I have one from Chris Hoffland. And he says, Hello, bad boys of ASL. There's a lot of <laughs> in <Hello>. there. H <laughs> A L L O. Yeah. I saw your YouTube podcast, and there was a question about computer game that looks like ASL. He thinks that Talonsoft made some in the 90s, and they're called West Front, East Front, and Rising Sun. And he sent a link. We'll post it on the show so you all can look at that for your own walk down your Talonsoft memory lane of yeah. playing ASL-like computer games. And I
0: actually did remember finally the game that I was trying to think of, which was, it's called Steel Panthers, and maybe people have seen that. And it is a lot like ASL to me. It's a hex game, and it's, um, you know, but it's a computer game. But I don't think there's any infantry in it. I'm trying to remember back. I don't think there's any infantry in it. I think it's all just, just uh, like armor. stuff. Yeah. yeah, But it's cool. It's a very cool game. And uh, I guess for a while it was free, and then you could pay for it, but I think you can still get the free version. And I, if when I find the link, I'll send that to you so you can put it in the show notes. Dave. All right. Yeah. And? Yeah, I was glad to see this next one. This is from Lee Thornton. Where's his name? In it? Lee Thornton. Okay. And uh, he wrote to us also uh, about our last Hangout, where one of our guests was Eddie in, in Clarksville, Tennessee, or very close to Clarksville, Tennessee. And Eddie was bemoaning the fact that he couldn't find any live ASL players. And I don't know if that means he could find some dead ones and maybe they could have a seance. <laughs> I'm not sure how much fun that would be, but what the heck. And if you're desperate for players, you do what you have to do. But anyway, Eddie was saying he's in Tennessee and he'd like to meet some other ASL players. I posted something on Game Squad and, and of course, we also talked about it on the show. And Lee has written us and said there are about six people in a group i game with in franklin tennessee we try to get together every friday night as work and life permits it's only an hour drive from nashville about an hour and a half for him to get there however he could maybe work out something and or maybe one of the other guys in the group and anyway we're trying we're finding somebody for eddie to play with or meet halfway yeah because we're
1: matchmakers and we have more matchmaking
0: Thankful, you're the oldest Yenta has to make a match for you before she can make one for me. Oh, Yenta, Yenta. Well, somebody has to arrange the matches. Young people can't decide these things for themselves.
1: And there is another matchmaking thing going on here. Hey, a quick note from the YouTube service. I'm the tournament organizer for the Nashville ASL tournament held during HMGS, which is Historical Miniature Gaming Society, Mm -hmm. South. Ah. Mid-South. Yeah. I- David, I'm a member of HMGS Midwest. I notice you wear the, you wear the, the uh, ring. Yes, all the time. The, yeah. um, and this is the NashCon Miniatures Convention held Memorial Day weekend. I live about an hour from Clarksville in the little town of Fairview, Tennessee. So there could be another connection yeah. for people in Tennessee. It's no big deal to drive an hour to
0: play ASL because you're, when you're playing ASL, you know, you're usually in it for many hours. So it's worth the drive.
1: And our last letter, Baron Zemo has chimed in again. He says it's off topic, but I just heard that they are reprinting up front. Don't know who's doing the reprint. Just saw it on the Dice Tower podcast, and that's kind of like an ASL card game thing that I never actually purchased.
0: Oh, I couldn't figure that front. out. I saw. It, I thought you know. I said they're reprinting up front. Oh, <laughs> where are they reprinting up front? Where are they reprinting it
1: up, front. up front? And yeah. it's. Um, I had a hard time. F- what was an old Avalon Hill game? I remember reading about it in the general quite a bit. Okay, they probably listed on Board Game
0: Geek somewhere, so um, we should—you mm-hmm. know—anybody can go look that up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On a slightly, uh, well, that's all for letters. It's all for letters. On a uh, little announcement that I, I'm just sort of springing on you. Yes, Jeffrey, the Charles S. Roberts Awards are now taking votes for actually, yeah, taking votes for the best in war gaming. Here comes Winston. Hi, Winston. Winston, the dog. Um, and there are no categories for podcasts this year. Darn! Once again. again, yes. And last year, there was a huge effort. Probably three or four people wrote and said, "Hey, why don't you have a category for best wargaming podcast?" Because the Any Awards do it. Yeah, a lot of the other awards do it, but but they don't. And maybe I know, maybe I know why. Because we would win, and they don't. That would be <laughs> too embarrassing. For everybody we, We've involved. never
1: won anything before, yeah, Jeff. Well,
0: <laughs> and probably for good reason. Anyway, let's move on. What else? What do we got next?
1: Well, we could do... What's in the cigar box? Mm, yes, if you like.
0: No, we won't do that.
1: I had cigars oh. in the cigar box. You smoked them all at Gen Con. Yeah, I did. What you been playing lately? Oh, that'd be good.
0: What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Well, recently I played, uh, last week I played with Mike at Games Plus, one of the best game stores in the world, which is located in Mount Prospect, Illinois. If you want to have a good time, call Games Plus, ask them if they have Prince Albert in a can. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. And ask them if their refrigerator's running.
1: Because they don't have one. It's extra hilarious. It's really
0: hilarious. And then tell them the two half squads told you to call. So, (laughs) and we'll post the phone number. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, no you know what let's look up the phone number right now don't you think all uh, right well, i was going to look up the number and dave is shackled me yeah he's uh, saying nay i think nay. Rhett and the gang will he's, get mad he's all uh nervous yeah okay so well if you want the phone and, number you'll and, just have to look it up games and then, plus in mount
1: prospect and they actually have our poster hanging up in their store so they i don't do. want to wreck that no uh, i just think it would be
0: well maybe when you call you buy something
1: that'd be good Anyway, Mike and I met
0: there. Very fun. We played counter Attack on the Vistula. In one sitting? Yes. Wow. Yeah. You must have threw it in early. We did. <laughs> we didn't finish it, but we got to a point and it got yeah. it got to be time for the store to close. And we said, well, this was fun. We don't need to finish this. Mike said, yeah, we don't need to finish this. But uh, we were in one of the back rooms, which we went there for a little seclusion, but it's a big table. Well, then like yeah. eight guys came in with some big board game from Fantasy Flight. In the little room? In the little room. So there's like 10 of us in there. And the guy sitting next to me, I think, had tuberculosis. Like he he kept going... <laughs> and sneezing. And like he had an iron lung, like a portable iron lung with him. And... Um, you know, the, the little accordion thing kept going up and down and you could hear the beep, beep, beep on his heart monitor. It was horrible. It was horrible. Jeff, you're you're not very
1: sympathetic. <laughs> and I, you were trying to play like, squad leader, uh, yeah, right? I'm now. trying
0: to play squad leader.
1: I should have said something like we're trying to play squad leader over here. Yeah. Anyway in a small room I yeah, you were better yeah. off than in a in the big room. But Yeah. I think we'll, we'll know that next time. That anyway, is a classic the ASL yeah.
0: scenario. This scenario was previously um, issued in as A twenty one. A a what? A twenty one. You 21? testing your A twenty
1: one? Wait a minute. I am testing my knowledge.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. A-21 oh, okay. A twenty one. Okay. It was an annual. Oh, it wasn't in Beyond Valor. I stand corrected. Yep, an early annual. Okay, go ahead. Okay.
0: All right. I will. Well, this is pits the Russians against the Germans in a nine. Uh, turn game, not too complicated. Um, the Russians have ten squads, and they've got an AT gun, and there's a couple of foxholes. And uh, in turn four, which we were just getting to, <laughs> actually, oh. I guess we didn't get along that far. My my gigantic Russian tank, 122L, L came on, Is
2: that which a
0: JS2 or something, and and not not a moment too soon was it coming on because Mike was trouncing me a bit. But he had, didn't finish, you can claim victory. I'll claim victory anyway. He had eight German squads and uh but he had two Panzer 4 is it the Panzer 4 or 5 with the 88LL on it?
1: Yeah, um I should know this. The 5. Is that right? Enlarge that. 6.
0: It's the 6, six yeah, yeah, the 6B.
1: And then he had uh
0: five half tracks and a couple of trucks which he put to good use. He did. He did, actually. Sneaky um, man. What well, do you do with his trucks? And what, what, had, what had to happen were that the uh, Russians had two different buildings on these two boards. It's boards three and four. Uh, four and five. They had two buildings on these boards that they had to hold till the end of the game. Well, one of them was kind of forward, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to hold it, so yep. I didn't put much in there. Yeah, fall back. Hold that second one. Um, but it was a multi-hex building, and silly me. So Mike's coming on, and I'm I've just got these little squads against these big Panzer Four, uh, Panzer, what do you say? Sixes. T- uh, Panthers, I think. The Panthers. And, uh, my gosh, I was not doing well. Uh, and then all of his half tracks would come rolling up. And I'd be shooting along at them, but really having not much effect. Well, you know what I forgot? I forgot. Multi-hex building. I could go upstairs and shoot uh, down into
1: the half track. Uh, yep. You could throw. Yep. At, and how many levels up? You could do double firepower. Yeah. If you're two up, you can go double firepower down, and they can only do single firepower up because yeah. you're dropping grenades, and they can't get them up that high. Yeah.
0: So we were playing half tracks with half wits because we didn't remember all of the rules, <laughs> and that's okay because you were having fun. We had fun anyway, and that's what I like about Mike. He just yeah. he just wants to go, and he said, "We'll just read the rules later," and which which we did then. Um, but I was doing. I mean, I was doing okay, and it was a fun scenario. I'll,
1: rec- I'll recommend it. I'll give it my thumbs up. Yeah, the Panzer Six is the Tiger, approval. I think, because it's got an 88L gun. Yeah. LL gun, I'm sorry? Yep, the LL. Yeah. I think that's the Tiger. And it's got some nasty Great front tanks. armor. I mean, the armor yeah, on the front 20, is 26. 26. Yeah, okay.
0: And so one interesting thing about this is the Russians do have some captured Panzerfausts. They actually have four captured Panzerfausts. Oh, that
1: helps. Yes. Yeah.
0: But not against that front armor.
1: 30 something. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, certainly not as much as you hope. Not as much do, as uh, you would want. Yeah. yeah. Well, are you done, sir? Yeah, it was fun. I had played fun. Carrie's Crossing, another Suicide Creek, not Alligator Creek, Suicide Creek scenarios. Uh, yes. Of the Japanese and the Marines. And it's from the latest journal.
0: Who'd you play that with?
1: Dave Timonen, remember, we're trying to do the series of them. Yes. And Dave's Japanese had set up, oh, oh my, my Japanese had set up pillboxes on a stream. And then I realized the U.S. could set up right across the stream. Dave Timonen <laughs> did not prep, though. He came across in the move and advanced into close combat and lost several. Hit uh, the hidden wire and the pillboxes hex, pillbox hexes helped. And he was cx because he was coming across this stream thing and had a, it was just, it's a really difficult train. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and that helped, and then the Japanese could then pull one flank out and support the other one. I left my pillboxes and came streaming across the stream, a couple turns up on him. Tank hunter heroes charged U.S. tanks, got him to roll 12 on his to hit roll, broke his oh. gun. Oh. Uh, maybe the U.S. – here's my thinking about tactics for someone else. Maybe the U.S. should shoot it out with their superior firepower and wear down one area – and set up a defensive perimeter could be caused to win the game. They have a bulldozer that has to get to the stream and build like a ford. So it's oh, really cool. Wow, really cool victory That's conditions. Neat, yeah. yeah, an armored bulldozer has to get in that area and build a ford, and then they have to cross one tank and keep it alive. So, is there special rules for building a ford, or do they just have to get adjusted right in the to rule the book? Now, sadly, oh. when I was with Dave, I didn't ha- I didn't have my vehicle notes with me. Figuring I usually don't need them. Yeah. And then I encountered this armored bulldozer, and I was thinking, I'm not quite sure what this rule means when it's, like, crew exposed, or does it not be crew exposed, or does it have to be crew exposed to function, to build a, you know, forward. Yeah. right. And I, at the end game, I had all these Japanese swarming into them, right? Yeah. And if they even close in close combat, they have the Neg-2 open top. Right. Like bulldozer. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been certain death, but some kind of shooting thing had happened where I broke his crew or killed his crew or something, and and it and ended up I played the rule wrong because I didn't have the rules with me. I only brought the Japanese rules with me. Mm-hmm. And guess where the bulldozer rules were published in? The American stuff. Gung-ho. Yeah. Gung-ho. So <laughs> it had the Marine rules and it had the bulldozer rules there, and I didn't know I had them. But I think Dave and I both agreed there was no way he was going to withstand all these Japanese squads because I had somehow obliterated his Marines. Wow. In this shooting at him in the river and then getting lucky on a couple of combats and yeah. they he rolled bad on the morales, they broke, and so on. And I finished it. my next scenario was J one twenty nine, Mountain Hunters, with Mike Stubitz. And it started with a lot of stuff, and I, I just thought I would share with everyone the things we had left at the end of the game. For the Russians, zero of four 527 squads, zero of two 458 squads, one broken crew out of three crews, one broken one left on the board, Four 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 sevens left out of seven squads. Wow. Getting the idea? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, one 8 plus 1 commissar out of 3 liters, only one left. One machine gun left out of 4 machine guns. Whoa. Zero guns out of 3 guns. And yet I was trying to hang on there right at the end. And the attacker also took a lot of damage. Mike, he had 4 of twelve, four four sevens left at the end. Mm-hmm. 4 out of 12. But he had 5 out of 6 of his five, three sevens two were broke but still he took a beating too but managed to pull out a victory that was one bloody brutal fun scenario mountain hunters he had those three objectives we mentioned before when i played part one and that is now complete wonderful good for you good and, for you you get a gold star and mike won and i've got continuing my losing streak yes
0: and that, didn't we talk about this one back to school deluxe asl
1: you would know. You listened to all the... You listened to our show. I don't think so. I think I brought it and we looked at it and never got it done. Okay.
0: Well, this is when you and I played. The Deluxe game. We played a Deluxe game and it was very fun. And this is uh, A3. Scenario A3 takes place in Russia in February of 1943. Uh, Russians against Germans, of course. And um, I don't remember a darn thing about it. You won. Oh, yes, I do on remember. On the defense. Well, I do remember that <laughs> it was kind of funny because you
1: said, see, I'm going to win tonight. Team? Oh, that's right. You said, I'm going to win tonight. We did talk about this already. I we? think we did. <laughs> did it get edited out? Or I forgot to remove this from my file. Maybe you forgot to remove it from your file. But friend. anyway, you won. I'll double check and edit it. Yeah. Time. I
0: was rolling quite well that night. And you, n- not so well. We shall see as the bridges. It's all a question. of with
1: thunderclap surprise i love the smell of napalm in the morning
2: it smells like
1: Adam and I had watched the classic film recommended by our listeners for me, us to watch, mm-hmm. um, Battleground. And I had never really heard of this one, surprisingly, because it was a pretty famous film. Uh, I watched it with Adam and expected it to be in color. Adam is your... My son, Adam. Who is- uh Currently a freshman, eighth grade then. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a photo on Netflix advertising the movie. I saw it on Netflix. It was in color. But it was black and white, which actually suited the film very well, I thought. The film was from actually 1949, written by a Mr. Piroche. And he was in the war, and that probably had a lot to do, I felt, with the fact that I had expected a kind of standard war film from the 40s, Jeff. And what are those like?
0: Yeah, a lot of those were very, almost propaganda films, where they're very um, trying to get people. Excited and thrilled to buy war bonds and support the war effort. And yeah, so forth.
1: and sometimes they showed it as people dying, but not violently, and so on. Yeah, usually, kind of clean. Yeah. I was very surprised that this film was somewhat of an anti-war film. Mm. It did not glorify the war at all. Again, that's 1949. So yeah, The war is, is an, over. Yeah. But it seems so unlike. Yeah. Uh, a war film that I would people would have been used to watching. Certainly not the norm from that period. Yeah, I felt the beginning spends a little too long on developing the characters. Um, they're the usual kind of stock war characters, right? You got the new guy, you got yeah. the sensitive guy, yeah. you got the tough guy played by James Whitmore, oh, very well, yeah. but mm-hmm. you got a young Ricardo Montalban. Oh. How do I say that? Montalban, Ricardo Montalban. Yes, this is the uncola nut. Oh no, that's the wrong no, guy. That was Jeffrey ah. Holder. <laughs> <Boy, laughs> in leather. Yes. There's a bit of trivia. <laughs> How did you know that? Jeffrey Holder, yeah, a Broadway uh, actor. So we have a young Montalban playing the ethnic guy. And then we have a country guy who annoys everyone with yeah. his country sayings, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can feel it already, yeah. Can't you? Yeah. And now, even in spite of that, the film is really very good. Uh. Uh, the story follows the 101st Airborne as they thought they were going to go to Paris, but instead they were sent to stop the German attack at the Battle of the Bulge. They get surrounded at Bastogne. The setting was very cool, with a snowy and misty forest. Very cool. Hmm. There's a nice moving scene where a wounded guy dies buried in the snow and the other guys dig him out. Very sensitive, very sad scene. Hmm. Again, caught me off guard. Yeah. The film portrays the toughness of these conditions, of fatigue and stuff like that, and there's a lack of music to most of the film. And, of course, that adds to the... It does add to to the feeling, yes, just by the lack of it. It it Mm -hmm. just, like... This is makes like, it more stark. Yeah, stark and more real. Yeah, and it seems historically accurate, except from what I know, except that the Germans disguised as Americans, which happened somewhere at the bulge. It wasn't at that part of the bulge that was it said in the yeah, film. Right. So it'll be inaccurate. It seemed like a sneaky, quiet war with a lot of hanging around in foxholes and not a lot of encounters with the Germans. Mm. A lot of hanging. You know, so people say war is like that dullness and boredom perpetrated by sudden excitement and horror. Yeah. You know. And a lot of the film had that, you know, hanging around the foxholes, you know. And I thought that was realistic. Things picked up in the last 40 minutes. That the intercut footage, you know, they had that real intercut footage they sometimes Oh, today. yeah.
0: I never, you know, I don't think I really <laughs> like that when that happens. It's so obvious. And
1: guess what? That's what I wrote here. It was okay. a bit obvious. Yeah. I'm being generous. And when the sky cleared, the U.S. air support had come way too quickly. Uh. It was like, oh, the Clouds are gone. (laughs) When American planes were like right on the right on the brink of the opening in the air cover, like they're following the clouds, yeah, right right there to Mm -hmm. get in and be able to see things. Um, Now there was a real distinct Bill Malden feeling to the end. Uh, Remember the Willie and Joe uh, cartoons? Maybe you have not seen them. Uh, Yeah, uh, it's Bill Malden, Willie Willie and Joe. There's, There's these very sarcastic cartoons oh there was a yes. whole wonderful art show at the Cantini our local museum of Malden's work and I went with the boys this summer I should have told you Jeff to head yeah. down there yeah it was great the boys were, would stand there and look at something and I would explain it and then they'd immediately go oh I, that's funny like sarcastic funny mm-hmm. and Malden's work was that way um, and the film had that kind of feeling sarcasm about the battle and so on yeah it was a nice job on the sound off cadence march at the end. Sound off, you know, starting with exhaustion and then building to determination to push on, you know. Um, the end music was, I thought, terrible. It was a circus-like band uh, tune that came in after this nice sound off building to determine, gritty determination. And then, like, the circus right. I, think the, I think the credits came the on. The bearded lady. No, it wasn't quite like that. And then also uh, they showed the actors, like, smiling with the name appearing at the end. Oh, you know, that yeah. That kind of traditional ending. Yeah. But it didn't fit this movie. No. Here you've done this great, gritty thing. Yeah. And then you did the sound off. We're determined. Um, bump, and then, hi, I'm smiling Ricardo Maldivar. I'm playing Bob. You know, I mean, they didn't say that out loud. But, you know, just scroll the names yeah. at the end over that. Uh, now, there is a history of... um designing credits on the podcast we mentioned before, 99% Invisible. This podcast... I, oh, I think we mentioned a different one. But anyway, maybe I'll link 99% Invisible, the 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 um, It's a podcast about credit. Oh, on design. Not and designing credits for movies. Because yes, and this one episode... That's the
0: whole, on the whole podcast? We're dedicated 100%
1: to... To design. Oh, to design. Okay, Architecture I got okay. or other things. I gotcha. One episode was on signing credits for films very fascinating I bet it is yeah because that is quite an art yep and I think I saw a chaffee tank in there and it was cool with the you know aA mounted armor fighting vehicles were in there uh, I just didn't know historically if there were such things as anti-tank grenades that were referred to in the film at that time and where foxholes were really that deep mm-hmm. like the men are standing up to their shoulders so listeners chime in leave a comment on the podcast. Do you know, Jeff? Did,
0: I wouldn't think they'd be that deep.
1: I know there was miniatures to make foxholes that were cast in metal, and they were just a little <laughs> shoulders and a head, seriously. And, yeah. you know, you could buy these little guys and, yeah. and make, and I thought, that's, like, way too deep for a foxhole. Yeah, I think they got, you know, but, two or three feet, maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe I mean, it they, depends how long they were Especially a Bastogne. I mean, that uh, the dirt is like hard. Hard and a, and like a quick, stone. quick digging in. Yeah. In an emergency, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Now, Battleground, a wrap up here, had won two Academy Awards for Best Cinematography and a Black and White um, Film. Paul C. Vogel won that. And for Best Writing. Um, oh, I'm sorry, the Best Cinematography was for a Black and White Film. They had different categories. Oh. And for Best Writing, Story, and Screenplay, that was Robert Piroche. Wow. And it was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Film Editing, and Best Actor in Supporting Role, James Whitmore. And Whitmore won a 1950 Golden Globe Award as the Best Supporting Actor, and Peroche's script had won Best Screenplay for the Golden Globes. Parosh was nominated for a Writer's Guild Award for Best Written American Drama. How about that? that yeah. I have no idea. It was a good film. Yeah. And that's on Netflix. Netflix was as of last June, maybe or even earlier May. Yeah. I watched it a long time ago. We haven't been able to get it on the air, and now we got it on the
0: air. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad and um as you were watching it were you thinking about squad leader?
1: Yes, I can't quite ever get that out of my head yeah. sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was watching when Harry met Sally and I was thinking about advanced squad leader. <laughs> but yeah, you kind of you kind of can't help it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good and I um it I I like the fact that our level of expertise about the minutia of World War 2 is not such that we cannot enjoy movies about World War II. And and maybe that's not fair to say, but I know people, like I've been watching, I started watching a movie, uh, Cross of Iron, and I actually never finished it. But I went online and I was doing a little reading about the background of it, and there were people on there were saying, oh, James Coburn was carrying this certain kind of gun, and that gun, you know, he was drinking out of this coffee cup that was only available in 1943, but that yeah. gun came out in 1944, and it was shooting this round and the clips were this long, but he had the long clip in his. So,
1: boy, they really – I'm just like that. Norm- I'm glad. And normally when I am watching a film, I don't do that. I think I was purposely doing it trying to make a good review. Yeah. So once I sit down to watch, knowing I'm going to put it on the podcast, I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe I should try and be extra smart and find some things. Yeah, right. But, but I normally probably don't.
0: But all in all, you enjoyed the film and oh yes. you think it's worth watching. Yes. Even though
1: it's a little um, –
0: Goofy sometimes, or just, uh, just, not, what just thing, not what we're just not what we're used to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'll put that on my list. All right. Of things I can't I don't have time to get to. <laughs> it's a long list. You know, there are times when we're doing this show, and I think, what are we going to talk about? There's no, you know, what could possibly seventy six shows? What could possibly be left? I think, you know, what? I think we've covered everything. Everything you've ever wanted to know about Advanced Squad Leader, we have covered everything, except eighty percent of the rule book. Oh. Including Section 6, if my notes are correct,
1: line of sight.
0: I was going to say that. You said Section 6, and I thought, line of sight, (laughs) L-O-S, baby. (laughs) It's time for L-O-S. Kind of an important topic.
2: Hey, guys. It's Dennis calling again from the sprawling metropolis of Fairfield, California. Hey, I was listening to the last episode last night, Episode 75, and I'm confused about all the contests, so... We're just going to put it in an entry for all of them. The number between one and three I pick is going to be two point five because on the IIFT I'm just very partial to that one. So again, that's my choice. Two point five. I think you put the back burner for the contest on the back burner for the humorous victory conditions. As a side note, last time they called they said they have more. What it meant was humorous SSRs. You guys might want to think about that for a contest, humorous SSRs. But anyway. My humorous victory conditions are as follows. The husband wins at game end if he amasses more, equal to or more than 20 CVP, chore victory points. Chores completed under no labor, zero points. Minus one labor is one. And the chore completed with minus two labor counter counts for two points. Talk to you soon. Bye. Boy loafers!
0: Except we're not covering rain. No in line of sight. We're just c- covering scene clearly. Yes, yes, we are. Line of sight. I'm glad we're not a more popular podcaster. We would be getting calls from lawyers from every recording and publishing
1: company in DeVerd. True. Yeah. Now, Jeffrey, hmm? what is line of sight anyway? LOS.
0: Well, line of sight is the is the measurement of the ability to
1: see an enemy unit from any given point correct and do you remember the symbol on the terrain chart that shows that it blocks line of sight um a big black dirigible a big black square okay right on that terrain. Yes, that do. shows you things that block line of sight and rule 6.1 you take a thread And Mm -hmm. string it between the little white dots. Yes. And if the thread is visible on both sides of the thread, then uh, it's blocked. So it doesn't just touch the thread. That's a common mistake. Right.
0: And so you're probably going to want to
1: use a thin thread. You don't want to use, like, twine or anything too large. I think we had used dental floss the first time (laughs) Wally and I were playing. He had to run to his bathroom and get something... I thought about the larger hex sizes. If you're using a skinny thread, doesn't that change it a little bit?
0: It it you know it's bound to have okay. you're bound <laughs> to have some text some little technicality. One out that. of two hundred. And uh, honestly, <laughs> it does actually surprise me that there is not an official thread for line of sight that, oh. that's just common <laughs> that's for ASL. It's like we width. we use this whatever it is, two gauge. thread. <laughs> th- no, that's yeah something. Uh, it'd
1: be like forty-eight gauge thread.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you
1: know. Yep. Surprised. Now, there's an exception to this. If it's in hex terrain, that's the kind that fills the whole hex. Typically, it's made of dotty stuff, as we talked about before, like graveyards or... Um, Orchards. Yes, dotty stuff. <laughs> uh And you run your thread down the hex side, and the train doesn't have to come through the other side of the thread. Okay? If it touches the hex side, it's also going to be blocked uh, yes. if it blocks line of sight or a side or hindrance. Uh, hindrance it's, it. yeah. Yeah. Now... Can you legally check line of sight before setup as the scenario defender? I think yes. Sure, yes. absolutely. And a scenario defender is a guy who doesn't have to capture terrain and the enemy is coming from off board. Yeah. So that represents he has lots of time to set that up. Okay. Can you do it if you have a pre registered fire OBA? Um,. I would think so, yes, cuz it's pre-registered. So yeah. you get to check beforehand and see if you have line of sight to where you want to drop that. that in. So does this mean if you're the attacker, you cannot check lines of sight? It seem to indicate
0: that to unless me. Unless you do it before you get out of your jammies or before you come, come to the, come to the, the guys house. Come to yeah. the guys house. Check your <laughs> Yeah, line or if of you sight. played
1: the scenario before, um, and you can do it if you have board sighting also. Mm-hmm. Which, again, the scenario defender has bore sighting. I'm not sure. Well, I guess sometimes you'll get a scenario where the guy's on board, but you get bore sighting. Yeah. Okay, I get it. That would indicate that you had time to pre-check line of sights. Yeah. And especially if you're board sighting, you can make sure they're clear. Now, otherwise, can you check during play?
2: Before um, calling
1: a shot? No. No. You have to call the shot. And, Unless now, there's two cases that you can check line of sight without actually shooting.
0: Well, of course I know what they are, but I, I think it's more entertaining if I pretend like I don't, and then the and so audience I pretend like can, I don't know. can try to guess, which is part of yeah. the idea. And only a little bit of this Our is ignorant audience—they yes, don't know nearly as much as I. So, what are those two occasions? Concealment removal.
1: Oh, do I lose my concealment if I move across here? Let's see if I have a line of sight to that hex.
0: Oh. And you get to check. You know, I didn't know that. I thought I actually didn't know that.
1: Yep. So when they're concealed and you think you may want to check that line of sight, you can say, hey, I think I can see that guy. Let me check line of sight. So if I'm
0: concealed and I'm moving and I don't want to move into a hex where I might lose line of sight, I can check that line of sight lose concealment before i before i
1: move you don't get to oh i get to you get to if i say hey you lose concealment i see because i think i can see you okay and you say well prove it that you can see me yes or i want to prove it because i want to see if that line of sight is there
0: Uh, you know it's fun to play all of the rules correctly but that's that's one i would forget yeah, that
1: one I've been learning. And you at home, home, you can forget about that. You can just say, Jeff no, said I can forget big, about that. No, man. You get a free line of sight check mm. to strip concealment. Well, I think everybody should just yeah. get free. free. It should be free for everybody. Well, the other free one, line of
0: sight for everybody.
1: The other one, yeah, just us well, call the
0: desert boards. When I win the lottery, that's what I'm going to get, free line of sight. It's the desert boards. Yes, yeah, that. yeah that's true.
1: Uh, the other one is road entry costs. So I guess if you're saying you're using the road movement – You can check line of sight in that case. And I don't ever use that and don't really know much more about that. Okay. (laughs) Then I
0: won't ask you anymore. I have 10 questions for you on that, but let's move on. Yeah, let's go to (laughs) 6.12.
1: Okay. 6.12. A typical line of sight. Now, you don't have to draw your line of sight from hex dot to hex dot. You could draw it to other Sections, which vertices, vertices, perhaps. and even a whole hex side, and those occur during five cases, of which I could only name a couple.
0: Well, one would be uh, vehicle bypass, correct? Or, um,
1: even infantry bypass.
0: In- infantry bypass. Uh, I think I I One is pretty good. Climbing. When people are climbing, you can shoot at that hex side they're going up. David was making the climbing. <laughs> Miming <laughs> a climb. And I don't know how to do these others. Uh, he's a, you're a good mime. Uh,
1: if you remember row houses, they move outside yes. to go between the walls. So that hit vertex. A snapshot. Now, that's a common one. That oh, yes. We should use more often. We need to use snapshots. I know I miss a lot of snapshots. Oh, we move from building to building. Yes. I can't shoot because I'm shooting at the white center dots. Right. Wait a minute. No, you're not. You can shoot at that hex side in yes. between. Snapshot. And underbelly hits. Which oh, yeah. Now, there's one I've never i I've seen in seen underbelly. An underbelly I've done several. I don't know why. Yeah. But I guess you can measure to the hex side because okay. he's crossing the hex side. Yeah, right. And see if you can see it. And then 6.2. Line of sight extends into and out of obstacles, but, of course, not through them. Obstacles, yes. Right? Right. And... They can see beyond if they're at a higher elevation, okay? Higher elevation to see beyond the obstacle that's blocking line of sight. Terrain may block line of sight traced from a vertex of its hex across the interior of its own hex. What's that? If you trace line of sight from a vertex of your hex, Mm -hmm. you may go across the inside of your own hex. Okay. You may hit terrain in your own hex is the point. So I, when you trace, you can trace line of sight from a vertex if you're like in vehicle bypass. Yes. Right. Okay. And it's possible, and I guess some cases very rare that you would draw a line of sight through your, the hex.
0: Oh, I, I suppose its own hex. Yes. Right. And if you can picture uh, somebody yeah, being behind, t- I'll yeah, just the say the tank, word behind that hex. Yeah, I don't know if the tank right, would, it
1: would cut through. Got to be other cases. Yeah. Um, rule six point two one. Half-level obstacles, do you remember if they block line of sight or not?
0: Um, they block line of sight beyond the the hex. If you're in the hex...
1: You can see over the fence. You can see over the wall. the wall.
0: Right. But if it's beyond in, in the in the next hex, you cannot, if you're on the same level as the wall.
1: Um, if you're behind a hex, a hex yes, away from the wall, a hex away. then it blocks, unless the enemy is... Right on the uh, Adjacent to the wall. To the wall. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, they never form blind hexes, though, these half-level obstacles. Never so form blind hexes. Never form right. blind hexes. Okay. Uh, nor do they ever block line of sight from a higher dude. So. You know okay. I so
0: it, even with a squad who's claiming wall advantage, if they're being fired upon by somebody who's at a higher level, well, they get the, they get the wall. They get the normal wall, but they don't. They they're not hidden.
1: If if well, they wouldn't be normally because they're on the other side of the wall. Yeah. with wall advantage. Right. If there are a hex behind the wall, and you're on ground level, you can't see them. Right. Yes. But if you go up a level, then you can. You can see right over the wall and over the, all the hedges. Yes. So, and when you have a lot of walls and hedges, you want to be taking the higher levels. Yeah, It's true. That stuff will come in into play quite a bit. Yeah. Um, now, part of the rules, we're talking about depression hexes. Depression you know, like hexes. Gullies. Yes. Right? And um, depression dudes who are in capital I-N. We talked about that on a previous show recently.
0: Yeah, I'll have to go listen to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that meant if you're down all the way in the bottom of the gully. Yes. Instead of at the crest steps. Oh, right, right. Or capital Words like in, um, moving into, means you're moving to the bottom of the gully. So when guys are in the bottom of the depression hex, um, can they easily be seen? If you're in the adjacent hex. Uh-huh, right. Yeah. So it's hard to see them only if you're in the adjacent. Right. Now, you. the rule here is to see down into that, obviously, if you're Close to it in a building at a high level, you would think you could see down into that gully. Yes, I would think so. Even a couple hexes away. Yeah, I would think. And so the rule simply states:
0: simply, notice I
1: said Simply. simply. Okay, go. You must be at least one level higher for every hex of range to the units in the depression. Did you get that? You must be at least one level higher for every hex of range to the units in the depression. Simple.
0: That is simple.
1: (laughs) Did it make sense? Can you picture it?
0: (laughs) I can't actually picture it. Right.
1: So let's talk it out. Okay. This is why we have such a great podcast because we talk it out. We're going to talk it out. All right. Let's let's wrap our heads around this one. Yeah. Or our faces. All right. (laughs) <laughs> so if I'm two hexes away from a depression, I cannot see down in. You said
0: right. I'm not you adjacent. would have to be adjacent,
1: or if I'm in a building now, what level do I have to be on to see down into that? If I'm two hexes away, two levels up. Nope, because I'll, hear it again. Three levels up. I'll, yes. <laughs> because okay. because you have to be at least one level higher. Higher. Okay, now that now for I see every hex away. So let's go ahead and, hey, let's make this real simple, folks. If I'm one hex away, so there's a blank hex and then my building from the gully, I have to be on level two. And if I'm two hexes away, I have to be on level three. And why the hell didn't they just write the rule that way? Well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you're two away, be on three. If you're three away, be on well, maybe Isn't they a, put. Maybe they they must include an example, yes. or they must say, for instance. They do you know, have
1: the examples yeah. in here. Yeah.
0: But they, it just yeah, it's easier that way, doesn't it? I know, it? I know. But that's not really a rule when you no. say that. So when I'm, it's it's like when somebody says, you know, give me the definition for so and so, and you don't really give them the definition. You just use it in a sentence because you mm-hmm. really
1: can't get here. They're, they don't. you Take correct. the short way out. Right, and someone might say, well, what if I'm four away? Five. Yeah. What if I'm six, seven, yeah. and you know, <laughs> you don't want to get into all that. Yeah. But this made me think, wrapping my head around this. Only two pages of rules that we actually skipped on this show. I think I remember, like you mentioned it. I said, "Oh, I don't know. It's got all that. If you're five away, yeah, you I've add been one. saying for a if while. If you're we should do two this. below, you neg two. and And right. it's, I, Jeff, I'm going to screw it up. Yeah. Even though I play it constantly, constantly correctly, I realized when we did the hangout with our friend Eddie, our new friend, mm-hmm. Eddie, our internet buddy yeah, Eddie. From Tennessee. That this is the difficult stuff. Yeah. That kids don't wanna mess with. And I know I'm going into lecture mode. Can you tell in my voice? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and mess with it. Make it like that. Yeah. Wrap your head around it. Read it three times. Make yourself do some difficult reading.
0: You know, because Is when you do, so it's rewarding. It's,
1: it, it's rewarding
0: when you finally, when it finally makes sense, and then it also makes sense logically. You think, oh yes, that makes sense and, logically, and I understand. And it.
1: you encounter this kind of technical language in other things, don't yes. you? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And if we just read the easy rules or no rules, we just play online. Yeah, our brains. Atrophine? Atrophine? Atrophine. Mine is. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? You grow dendrites when you force your brain to think. Yeah. And you got to think to read these rules. You do. That's my point.
0: And, I, I, you know, it adds to realism to the game. Oh, yes. And, and, and I'm sure as people are playing these various war games, they say, you know, wouldn't it be cool if they had a rule for such and such? This is one of those games where they've done that
1: they've got the rule for that
0: ad nauseum and they've got a rule i mean obviously they don't have a rule for everything but yeah and it's stuff. but it's
1: pretty darn good yeah and it, a lot of it makes it really makes sense and it's challenging i guess my point is you know why have everything be easy yeah you know do hard things sometimes right um so I'll get off my soapbox. Okay. It just struck me as Calm I was down. reading this rules section and I was actually having darn fun reading it. Taking notes. I'm like, oh yeah, this is kinda cool. You know, I feel like a student and I'm learning something and I'm thinking it through and imagining it in my head. Climb down from your soapbox. Okay. Now, Mr. R- Gorbachev. Rule six po- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> rule <don't> six point <laughs> four. I don't know
0: where that came from.
1: Um oh by the way, previous rule 6.3, Yes. if both units are in the depression and you can look through consecutive depression hexides all the way down the gully, let's make yes. it easy language, and you can see down the gully, you can obviously shoot the guy. Yes. Right? Right. Uh, 6.4, blind hexes. Now, even if you are above the intervening obstacle and you can see over the intervening obstacle, it's blocking sight from ground level to ground level. There are still blind hexes, even if you're above. So, if you're looking over a house, could you always see guys huddled right up against the wall of the house on the other side? No. Of course not. Just like a shadow cast from light. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Because that is going to be directly behind the obstacle from your line of sight. That would be the light source. Yes. And they would be in a blind hex. You can't see them. Right. Um, then... You take, um, in addition, it's equal to the full level height of that obstacle. The blind hexes are equal to the full level height of the obstacle. So if it's a two-level building, how many blind hexes can be formed? Two. And three level? Three. Right. That, what about four level Simple. Um, the rules don't go into that. <laughs> See, they do they go into that. They don't go that it's high. It's the full level height yeah. okay. right there. Yeah. <laughs> now. We're getting close to wrapping it up. Boy, so you wouldn't, you would not
0: lose concealment. You could be yes in the open, but if that's a blind hex, higher level, you keep viewer, your concealment.
1: Looking at level four, looking over a three-level building, that the three blind hexes behind there.
0: You know this part of the rules may not be the easiest thing to conceptualize, but you have to. You have to. It's really important if you're going to play to win. You
1: yeah. got to know this stuff. Learn these two pages, yeah. and a lot of my players, my friends, my friends who I taught the game. Rely on me constantly for line of sight. Yeah. Can can I? Can you see this? Can you see this? Yeah. Should I go there? Well, yeah. I don't think I can see that. Okay, go. They don't actually wrap their head around it, yeah. and we play just fine. Um, most of the Passel guys know this stuff, right? Right. They've learned this two these two pages. Um, PASL being
0: uh, the Palatine Selgr. For for Dave. those of you
1: who are New listeners. don't know, Dave. New listeners and his group. There are three things. That change those blind hexes. All right. Okay. One. Every five hexes away, the intervening obstacle is. So I'm trying to see. I'm on a hill. I'm trying to see across over this w- one level building mm-hmm. down behind it to the guys running behind it there. I'm up high on a hill. Every five hexes away, that houses increases. The blind hexes by one
0: i finally does it, understand that makes
1: sense yes. so if the house is further away my angle of looking at it so if you were four cut.
0: hexes or three hexes away there would be two blind hexes on a one level house
1: how far away you know i uh, less than five uh there'd be one blind hex it's one level house. Uh, right. One blind, one, hex. one blind hex. Yes, I'm sorry. Now, one that, blind hex. that house is five or six hexes away.
0: Then it goes to two.
1: Because imagine the angle, again, the yes. visual helps. Right. The it's a it's more angle gradual The of angle. the line of sight looking yeah. down across becomes less of a slope down. Right. And if you're 15 away, that's a far away house, yeah. and I'm only here, increases it again. So three things that change that blind hex b- behind the house. Another one, six point four two. Every full level elevation advantage, greater than one. Now that's where it starts to go. Oh my gosh, my brain is frying. <laughs> Every full level elevation advantage, one greater than one level over the obstacle. Mm-hmm. So, level. I'm looking across that level one building on a two level from a hill. two level hill. Right. Now, if I'm on a one level hill and the building's one level. I can see straight across. Right. But I can't see down behind it. Right. So I climb to the second level on the hill. I'm look now I can look down behind that building. Less than 5 hexes I can it makes one blind hex. One blind hex. And now uh, let's say it's 10 hexes away or 8. So it makes two blind hexes. Right. Now I climb to the third level and I'm looking over the one level building. Now, I am not just one higher where I can see down. I'm one higher than that. Yeah. Now I can start reducing the blind hexes.
0: So if you were less than five hexes away, there would be no blind hexes. Except that there's always one.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) Except there's always one. Exactly right.
0: Which makes sense, Yes, because you're
1: not right on the roof looking straight down. Yeah. They can always huddle against the building. Okay. But, right, I believe...
2: Yeah, I think that's here right. it is yes, minimum yes. of one. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah logically it is yeah. right. So you got it exactly though, Jeff. Now I go up to the third level, over the so so the one level building. I'm on level one. I see straight across it. Level two, I start to see behind it. Level three, I start to reduce blind hexes. Level four, I reduce it by two. Level yes. five, I reduce it by three.
0: But it can never go down below one. One. Because it can never go down to zero. They can
1: always huddle behind that building. Yeah. Or, Hill or whatever forest,
0: yeah. It's
1: Easier than we think, huh? Um, then it eas-
0: you know the difficulty is in is in writing it out. Yes. And they've done a great job in writing it out, but then you have to go and decode what that means so that it Correct. coalesces yeah, into without
1: them. twenty illustrations, which yes. makes it even longer. Yeah. Uh, so next and lastly, the third thing that would change that. Distance to the obstacle, mm-hmm. height of the viewer over the obstacle, and behind the obstacle. Elevators? Elevation. Oh. Going lower. Well, yeah. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. So, what's the mathematical formula for that? Oh, there's a formula. The hex behind the obstacle, if it's a lower level, then the level of the hex with the obstacle in it. So, we have the one level obstacle in the house. Behind that, there's another valley, and they're down low in the valley. It's the difference between those two is added to the number of blind hexes. So if the valley's down one, add another blind hex. If it's down two, add two more blind hexes. It's just kind of the same thing as like making the building taller and adding those blind hexes. Did you notice how my gla-
0: my eyes just sort yeah, of glazed over? Yeah, that's why over. I just said yeah. kind of like.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so there's a building. Yes. And behind the building's flat ground. Right. That doesn't change anything. But behind the building, it goes down a level. Right. Down a hill, down a valley, whatever. Okay. Now you add a blind hex for each level that it goes down. That's all.
0: Where does it go down? To does a do, valley? Or a, does, I mean, does it, uh, how close to the building? Oh, does that matter? You no, know,
1: that was not in that rule section. Um, Hex behind the... Oh, well, it's I can read it again. It's 6.43. Let me yeah, jump why don't to read, that. not you read we that. got a few more minutes here. Yeah, they won't mind. if we cut out the part we thought we did man. on the previous show. Um, the number of blind hexes created by an obstacle can be changed by the height of the hexes directly behind, just says directly behind the obstacle along oh, the line of sight. directly behind the obstacle. Well, that doesn't mean immediately behind. Does it? I think so. If a hex behind an obstacle is at a lower level than the elevation of the hex containing the obstacle, the difference in elevation of the two is added to the number of blind hexes, which are created. However, if a blind hex is created solely by a crest line, oh yeah, that's going to confuse things for a second. Yeah, we'll leave that off. Well, you know, Jeff, I think if it's three hexes away and it still drops a level... Oh, yeah, you're right. Directly would have to mean immediately because... If I'm three hexes away, the house may not be creating blind hexes anyway. That's right. Right. Okay. You're correct. Thank you. Now, simply, the inverse of that is true. So if the hex behind the house is higher, it changes everything directly. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. The inverse of that is true. Now, rule 6.43 is interesting because it reads that way. Here it is if it's lower. And then it does this thing about in the middle, however, and then it goes to the inverse. So I just moved the inverse up. inverse is true. And then it adds that if, something I don't quite get. (laughs) However, if the blind (laughs) hex is created by a crest line on a hill, then only the difference greater than one is added since a difference of one level is necessary to have a crest line anyway. Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to skip it. Do you want to yeah. tackle it?
0: <laughs> it's one of those ones where, um, and this is the great thing about the game, it would not really diminish the game much if you left that part out because you couldn't get it. Probably. But what I like is that uh, you play the game, then you go back and read the rules and go, oh, I was doing that wrong. And the rules kind of make more sense having played through one of these things once. Correct. Then you go back and play it again. And you remember, and then you go back to the rules again, and you may pick up some little, some other little detail, or what we're talking about here will suddenly go. If you're playing a game where there's several crest line things going on, you come back to this rule and go, oh, now, now this is really making sense. Yeah, right. But right now, at this moment, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tackling that time. Crestline Hill thing by the house. All right, I don't think
1: anybody will fault us for no. for letting that one go. You can go. post a comment there, folks, on yeah. the show explaining it. Yeah,
0: you guys, it's, you guys are hard. no good. It's your to, turn, too. Do you yeah. woke
1: up some rules? <laughs> We're doing all the work here. Cut us some <laughs> slack. There's a rule Please. called six point five, which simply states that line of sight is reciprocal. Oh, okay. Now, yes, now, that's su- right. Surprisingly, I still find players who. Catch themselves arguing that. Uh, they'll shoot down at me, and I'll go, okay, I'm going to shoot back. And they'll go, well, wait a minute, are you sure you can see me? Yeah. I'm like, well, you just shot at me. And I don't know if they're forgetting they shot at me, or they're doing wishful thinking, or they don't get reciprocity. Ooh, I said that yeah, right. Yeah, you did. I? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Name
0: the one instance where line of sight is not, is reciprocal. not reciprocal.
1: Oh, if it's the um, E equals MC squared.
0: Right, the event horizon of the black hole. Yes. You go beyond the event horizon. Yes, exactly. All right. No, actually, what? It's not reciprocal. If you're firing into or out of smoke, into and out of smoke. Oh, okay. Because now when I, if you're in a smoke hex, and somebody's firing add an in, plus one they add two. Out. But when you're shooting out, you add an additional one. One. You're right.
1: you are right yes excellent jeffrey and
0: i actually picked that up from reading from um, our smoke our podcast on our podcast on smoke which is one of my favorites (laughs) but also i was reading an article in um, asl journal one
1: there's a oh yeah smoke smoke article in there Mm -hmm. yeah and rule 6.7 line of sight hindrance oh i'm sorry 6.6 units units do not block line of sight and I remember being an early yes. player, and yeah. having a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Did you too? Yeah. Like, well, shouldn't I'm, those guys I'm, get hit? I'm shooting down the road, and there's three hexes, and I got a squad in each hex. Yeah. Aren't they going to die? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I still have a problem. There's no with friendly it. fire. Is
0: there friend? There, there, there is friendly OBA. fire. I guess OBA there would be. Yeah. Yeah. But right, not in not in small arms fire. There isn't any. Which yeah, that's, I guess that's the guys, that guys all kind of duck weird. in front of the guys. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know. Yeah. But, hey, let's keep it out of the rules. It won't complicate things. They must
0: have discussed that as to
1: whether or oh, not I'm they sure. should yeah. have that. And, they and maybe talk to they John just Hill thought, again. Yeah. 6.8. Yeah. Even units in adjacent hexes do not always have a clear line of sight to each other. Right. T- two gully hexes adjacent. Yes. But no, line of, no gully between them. They both go up to level right. one and then back down. That kind of thing. Yep. You can't necessarily Row house, have a line of sight to each obviously. other. Well, right, because it's blocked by yeah. the wall. Right, adjacent units don't always have a line of sight. And
0: that ends Rule Section 6. Well, I'm surprised at how very, very fascinating that was and how easy that was, actually, the way you presented that, and um, that it wasn't longer and more, more difficult. Yeah. Well done. Well hopefully. done, Dave.
1: Well, hopefully, thank you. You should be a yeah. teacher. And now everyone can see clearly... Yes. their line of sights and understand those rules. Nobody gonna know.
0: Can't you see? Oh, can't you see? What the hell, Lord, she's been doing to me. Can't you see?
1: Can't you see?
0: Well, I can't imagine there's anything else we need to cover tonight. We've done so well.
1: Yes, Fascinating.
0: fascinating this is this this episode had everything it was interesting it was educational it was informative it was artistic it was amusing it was enlightening it was enveloping it was loving it was emotional it had pathos
1: i know you know i laughed i cried i was entertained yes vini vidi vici vici and so, listeners... It's time for us to Vici. Bye-bye, no. everyone. Oh,
0: I, Vini, Vidi, exit. That's how I always do it. Vini, Vidi, exit. I came, I saw, and then I left.
1: You don't make any sense at all.
0: Oh. So here doesn't we go. doesn't sound very Thanks. triumphant. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Very powerful. I decided I was in the wrong spot. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our little show. And we are looking forward to being with you next time. So remember that the, the two half-squads is here for you. And we hope to see you on our next Hangout.
1: Yes, indeed. Thank you for listening, everyone. Remember to roll low. And rally well. But, but not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. Up. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. And stack them up. Stack them and up. Show you how the angle changes a good the way to higher do. you are, and you yeah. can see closer to the building. Yeah, way so to do it. I use stacks. I fear. use
0: stacks of uh,
1: gold coins. Oh, it, yeah. Oh, I know you people. You yeah. one percenters. Yeah.